The Racing Insiders podcast acknowledges the people of the Wiradjuri Nation as the traditional custodians of the Walu area, now known as Mount Panorama, and pays respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Hey, uh, Warbster, you know what this podcast really needs? Uh, a proper release schedule, more guests, better content. That shout out from Dave Reynolds and Paul Morris. Better jokes. You do make some very strong points. Mm. I was, I was going to say no. Uh, a title sponsor. <laughs> I was getting a sponsor. Yeah, right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 28 of the Racing Cast, proudly brought to you by Race Fuels. What? <laughs> Introducing the all-new and improved 2020 version of the Racing Insiders Racing Cast, now proudly brought to you by Race Fuels. And here are your hosts, the Warbster and the Podcast DSO. Thank you, vocalist, and welcome to the show, and welcome back to 2020 DSO. Thanks, Warbster. Uh, great to be uh, to be back in front of the podcast microphone again. Um, I'd like to put a disclaimer. If I sound like I'm a bit snuffly at any stage today in this recording, uh, my hay fever is giving me hell. So uh, mm. just uh, like to apologise in advance if you if I don't pause the microphone when I blow my nose. Uh, also, uh, we have to apologise for the fact that we haven't got anything out since uh, last September, pre-Bathurst. Yeah, um, um, un- unfortunately, those of you who stalk or actively follow our pages would know that we did record 28, uh, but unfortunately life got in the way. There's uh, these, these things called home and family and uh, jobs. jobs, importantly, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, uh, mm. Although now we've got a sponsor, we might both be able to retire from our jobs. No. Don't think Mark's too happy yeah. hearing us say that. Still haven't worked out a number yet, but that's okay. It's all good. Yeah, and, I, and think, while, I think I moved the decimal place over a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and while we're talking about that, uh, a really big thanks to Mark Tierney from uh, Race Fuels. So the guys at Race Fuels, I found out inadvertently, Warbs to happen to be fans of the podcast. So uh, we now know who listens. We, th- we thought there was three people. Now there's apparently five. Mm. And a big thanks to Mark, who has come on board uh, as the naming rights sponsor for our podcast. So it uh, doesn't necessarily matter if he gives us any money or not. We've, uh, we are now genuine and credible because we've got a naming rights sponsor. It's a championship fuel supply. Absolute. It is, it is the fuel supplier of champions. Mm. So look forward to hearing some uh, race fuels ads uh, in the coming episodes. We might almost squeeze one together for this. Yep. This one. So. Uh, so I'll no longer be telling you to get your ass to yas. It'll now be get yas to race fuels. Yes. So when you're at the track and you need quality fuels mm-hmm. in line with your series regulations, mm-hmm. go and see the guys and girls at race fuels. Do you reckon we've uh, done that enough yet? Sorry, what we, what we, should we stop talking about something that isn't race fuels? Yeah. A non-race fuels subject. Righto. So let's kick off, funnily enough, let's kick off with supercars. So um, for those of you that have been living under a rock, Scotty Mack won the championship, paired with Alex Premier to win Bathurst, and DJR Team Penske lifted the 
Chicken McNuggets Cup uh, for teams yet again. Mm. But it wasn't so clear-cut as Triple A swept the board after Bathurst, after uh, yet another aero parity adjustment, which I think took us up to 9 or 10. Mm-hmm. And uh, the two most got overqualified co-drivers since Jim Richards retired. Triple uh, A was back with a vengeance. Yeah, were they ever. They... Uh they were back to the triple eight that some of us know and love and others absolutely despise, but they were keeping DJRTP honest. There is no other way to put it. I think and they were actually outstripping DJRTP. Scotty Mack fell off the cliff after sort of um, Puka Kawa. He just, what happened? Oh, what well, was we, just nowhere. Yeah, and, and then he uh, then he had, um, and then he mm-hmm. scraped a bit of paint off the car at surface. Uh, just a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We but, go- We'll go into that later. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it right here, right now. Triple mm. Eight with GT and Lowndes in the co-drivers' seats. Yep. If they didn't win, something something was wrong. Well, yeah, you've got um, you've got two guys. So Garth's Garth's fresh this year. Uh, been driving and tooling the Audi around with Jeff Emery. Won the Australian Endurance Championship. Uh, so he's had his eye in all year there and and they're both only a year out of the seat and without wanting to sound rude about one of the other established co-drivers who we'll talk about in hitches hatches and dispatches later the more years you're out of the main game the harder it is to be as fast Mm. Um, absolutely and really interesting where did i hear garth i think i heard him on dave's podcast where he was saying that you could just get in the car and drive you didn't have to worry it was so so refreshing you didn't have to worry about you know you just get in and turn your laps and um and because they were so fast they left them in the car they let them run long stints in all three of the endurance races yeah because uh, that, that just gives you so much flexibility and and confidence. Hmm. But uh, it wasn't all uh, sweetness and light in the supercars paddock, just for a change. The seemingly never-ending stream of contentiousness that flowed through 2019 uh, went through right to the end. We won't do everything to death, given everyone else has already beaten it into the ground. But Hampton Downs Motorsport Park first. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> That's this year. Me. That's this year, <laughs> not last year. And for those of you that follow my page, yeah. That's a scoop. Uh, sorry, Pukahoe first, and the safety car supposedly picking up the wrong leader before Jamie Wincup passed it. Conspiracy theories? Much? So the safety car did pick up the correct car, and even if it didn't, Jamie shouldn't have passed it. Uh, and his drive-through was correct. But then some genius went and stuck a microphone under his nose and the noise of shit hitting fans echoed all the way across the central Wakato plains. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a, it sort of looks pretty obvious from, from my point of view. Um, yeah, just they didn't, they should have green lights on, should have green lights. I'm sure somewhere in the rule book somewhere they're allowed to keep their yellow on because, you know, that's for if there's a, a car, you know, in the wall in a dangerous position, but... That, that wasn't the case, you know, they should have had green lights and I wasn't the leader of the race, so, um, yeah, the problem is, you got, you got all the drive, you know, you got, you got everyone here, this is our, this is our life, you know, where we're pushing bloody hard and you got people making decisions that are, you know, just cruising back, just had a few glasses of red each night and, you know, rock up to the track and brain's not with it, you know, it's not, they're not operating at the same level as what the, the teams are operating at, so it was either stay behind and get completely screwed like the FBR guys, or, uh, or or just try to hopefully I, I give them an opportunity to put the greens on. I stopped, uh, waited, 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 but they yeah they were just all asleep. So um, I just went through. So and that audio was courtesy of Foxtel. 
So uh, for those of you that don't have the subscription service, um, you'll find it on YouTube somewhere anyway. Hmm. Warpster? So after all this, uh, Jamie was given a please explain by CAMS, as as they were then known. Motorsport Australia. Hmm. Same, different names, same old bullshit. Oh, um, yeah, easy, they're my mates. Oh, yeah, they're your mates. Yeah, they're not my careful. mates. Yeah. yeah, you just be careful, all right? Anyway, the artists formerly known as CAMS uh, do tend to frown on uh, drink race-controlling inferences. Mm. And after a chat with uh, the Seamster and Eugene the Rock O'Rocker... Wow. He sincerely apologised. I'll, I'll, I'll see him in a couple of weeks. Do you want me to pass on your uh, good wishes? Not really. Okay. Um, yeah, yes. Jamie sincerely apologised to the race control officials. Do you want me to ask Eugene if he's a wrestling fan? I'm scared. Okay. He would have been into Mario Milano back in the day, I reckon. Don't know how old he is. A bit of cheeky Googling later. Okay. Jamie's statement began with, I would like to offer my sincere apologies to the race control officials. And it ended with, I, I- apologise unreservedly for any offence I have caused. So the bit in the middle was some awkward waffle, so we know that the PR minion who wrote it was really genuinely contrite about things. To be honest, mate, I'm really fucking sorry. (laughs) Thanks, Pierre. We knew we could rely on you. Ladies and gentlemen, for all your PR needs, hit us up at uh, hit me up at thepodcastdso at gmail.com and uh, I'll point you in the direction of Pierre Person, PR man extraordinaire. Cam Waters, whose comment about not awarding points for the same race went relatively unnoticed, was diffused with an apology of equally threadbare contrition. This was quite possibly the biggest clusterfuck in Pokehoe history that didn't end up with fabs on his roof. Keep going, Warpster. Uh, so what, what did we reckon of the whole cluster that occurred at Pukekohe? I mean, you're, you're, as an official, as a fan, do you just look at this and go, what the hell? Uh, look, <clears throat> personally, I blame social media. That wouldn't be a first. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to blame the race director. Well, he did the right thing. He did exactly the right thing. There was no... And and I I left the piece in the audio where Jamie says, uh, I sat behind the car and gave him a chance to to turn the green lights on. Well, no, Jamie, the rules are quite clear. Um, The green lights go on when the race director is ready to turn the green lights on. And on a track like Pukahoe that's so short with with a low lap time... And a long uh, and a long pit complex transit, and we've, this has all been done to death. But in a nutshell, the race director has the opportunity and always has the control over when cars are released. So cars don't get released until the leader is in the leader is in the train in position, and then the cars that are behind the leader are passed and they rejoin the back of the train. I, it's I not it's not only just about cars achieving position, it's about controlling the field to allow trackside well, work yeah, to people, take place. It's there's people a, out on the track for God's it's sake. It's called a safety car. Well, in that case it wasn't because mm. my boy stuffed up and then fixed his stuff up. So mm. it, was a, it was a safety car that had to happen, but mm. then as soon as it was called, mm. they had to run the safety car through its entire phase. They couldn't just... You can't short... You can't shortcut or circumvent a safety car just because the hazard clears itself. Mm. You have to run it as per process, which was done correctly. Passing it, end of story. You don't pass it. Mm. Um, so I think I think we have to remember that the RD that runs the races is the race director, not Roland Dane. Yeah. So anyway, with all of that uh, down the toilet, uh, we entered the season of endurance. We 
which was dogged by the biggest shit fight since Newcastle two years ago. Uh, let's listen to the radio call that kicked it all off. Hey mate, there's going to be another safety car soon. What did I do? Safety car board's in place. Safety car board's in place. Slow down, slow down. Jeffers, Jeffers, Double stack, box this lap. Then we stay out, mate. Cars off in the last corner. It's 27 to go. Fabian's going stupidly slow. Fabian is going stupidly slow. 20 second double stack. Caution, I don't know where the incident is. 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 Slow down. Slow down. Just extreme caution. I think it's on a mountain somewhere. Slow down. Extreme caution. Yeah, Fabian should get a penalty for that. Going stupidly close. Extreme caution. They still have not told us where the safety car is. Race control have not told us. Get your box this lap. Box this lap. Staying in the car. Okay, maybe it needs a penalty as well. That's shocking. Uh, once again, thanks to Foxtel and their one subscriber. Mm. Uh, the Gizbogan. Uh, hang on, Bob, careful. You log into one of my five devices, so be a bit careful. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't appreciate it. No, that's all right. All right. Uh, yeah, the, the Van Gizbogan. Thanks, Larko, yeah, for well, that stuff. Up. Yeah, that was that's quite possibly my highlight of the year, Larko mm. calling Shane Van Gisbergen Van Gisbogen. Wasn't too happy, and neither was anyone else. What on earth were they thinking? <sighs> DJRTP doesn't need to do that shit. Mm. They don't need to do that. Mm. I don't understand why they did it. Well, okay, let me rephrase that. They want to win the race. Yeah. But there's do. a right way to win the race and there's a wrong way to win the race. Yeah. How do I put this? You may not hear what I'm going to say. It may end up on the cutting room floor, but I'm going to try anyway because, you know, it's good to try and it's early in the year. Nobody trusts you anyway, so... Nobody trusts... Yeah, well, yeah, nobody trusts me and uh, apparently... Uh, what's the other one? I've got no credibility. Oh, don't you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why people keep messaging me tips and mm. breaking stories, but that's a different thing. Mm. I'm not going to say that DJRTP cheated. They attempted to use the rules to their advantage um, and they were found to have been in breach of those rules. Can I, can I use escapism? Gamesmanship. Gamesmanship. Mm. Were they attempting to operate on a higher level but failed? Well, whoever thought it was a good idea was operating on a higher level, if you catch my drift. Mm. Mm. Well, all you need to do is read the steward's summary and it talks all about uh, discussions with the team principal and, um, you know, where the... They, you know, I think there was an inference that uh, they thought that the engineer was was working to a script of some description. Clearly, he um, doesn't know what the fuck debris is. Yeah, well, he does. Now he knows what debris is. He's not sure what debris is. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and by the way, I did buy one of McDonald's t-shirts because uh, why the fuck not? Back to DJRTP. No, not to not DJRTP. Back to Team Penske. Uh, they've been extremely successful all over the world for decades in all sorts of auto racing. But one needs to remember that uh, NASCAR brought in what's affectionately referred to as the Penske rule in that when you front uh, now at tech, which is scrutineering, you are only allowed to roll your car through three times. So if you are found to be in breach, you roll out, get the opportunity to fix it, it used to be as many times as you like, and Penske were the kings of fronting the car with 15 or 18 or 20 things that weren't by the rule book or by the technical book. So NASCAR got that fed up with them 
wasting time and uh, attempting to gain advantage, they changed the rule. So now in NASCAR, if you roll through a third time at Tech and your car doesn't meet the rules, you go on the trailer and you don't even qualify. I think a lot of it would have been helped by Ryan's story acting a little bit less like a spoiled child that just got away with one. He did an absolutely terrible job of disguising what he was up to. If uh, anyone's ever unsure of the definition of a shit-eating grin, just watch (laughs) Ryan's story after they interview him in the pit lane at Bathurst. Yeah, uh, contrite isn't a word that pops uh, front of mind. No. No. And I think that, um, bluntly, if Ryan's story was sacked, I wouldn't have been surprised. That was interesting. That That was another tip off. That was another tip-off. It was indeed. That'd be why Tim Sindrick was in the country, but who, who'd know. Yeah. Righto. But it wasn't over. Yet for the captain and friends. For, yes. So Number 12 was reclassified as last finisher. 300 team points were taken as a result of the penalty from all of this hoo-ha with Fabs. Yep. Uh, 350k fine, yep. under which was suspended. Yep. Uh, but number 17, importantly, was allowed to keep the Bathurst well, win. Why did you even bother putting that there on the script? Because everybody lost their shit and says Scotty Mack should have been penalised for an incident he had nothing to do with. Fuck social media, okay? I'm good with this. All right, so we want to talk about breaching the safety car procedure. Jamie Wincup was the leader of the race at the time. Mm -hmm. Galloped off into the distance. Mm -hmm. What did we do? We raced to the lane. We didn't slow. I've been and looked at the sector times, don't worry. All Scotty Mack did in the 17 Mm -hmm. was stayed within four car lengths of the car in front of him. The fact that he had to do at about 97% throttle all the way down Conrod to stay within four car lengths. So you want to talk about a penalty for the 12 car for going too slow. How about we get serious and we talk about the the, the potential for a penalty for the car that was racing back to the 97. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was 88. 88. Sorry, I had, yeah. I had a brain fade too. 88. Yeah. I'm not going to harp on that, but it's good for the goose. It's good for the gander. Mm. So 17, 17 was never, ever in the mix. Mm. should never, ever have been a murmur that 17 would have had and a Bathurst win in office. Don't do what Bryce Fullwood did and set the lap record. Well... Correct. <laughs> Went fastest in the third sector where there was a car buried in the sand under local yellow and lost the Super 2 race because of it the afternoon before. But it wasn't over yet for the captain and friends. No, it wasn't. Uh, so uh, Scotty been to chassis at surface. Well, I was at surface. Hmm. Were you now? I was. Right. Yes, I was up there. and. Uh, uh, you also ran into uh, Cam Waters, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Not- yeah near the hotel, just like Chas Mustard did. <laughs> oh dear me and not in the hire car <laughs> Sandown revealed another technical drama it did this, this time it was the engine used it was an, an engine used at Bathurst it was the practice one yes so team 17 installed an engine for the start of the weekend after qualifying they uh, had a, an issue where they believed it was uh, it was running hot or there was a temperature issue. Mm. They approached the technical director of supercars and asked, showed them the data and asked for permission to change the engine, mm. which they were given, which is all squeaky clean above board. Mm. Technical director for supercars and the technical team took that engine. So they, they essentially seized, uh, sealed and seized that engine. They also sealed and seized the race engines of the top four cars. So there were five engines uh, altogether were taken off and sealed by supercars and went off to Craig for Craig Hasted for inspection. So ultimately we found that valve lift 
on five of the cylinders of the qualifying engine was found to be over by 35 thousandths of an inch. Uh, and that's not good. Uh, yeah, not that there was any performance gain. The actual engine itself was running within the specification in terms of power output. Yep. But uh, you can imagine everyone lost their minds again. Now, let's let's be real about this. 35 thousandths of an inch, you couldn't do, measure that with your fingers. Well, no. And Number one. That, we'll keep this as brief as we can. Ultimately, it came down to a assembly error or an anomaly during the assembly by their engine by DJRTP's engine builder they had measured the lift the valve lift but f- the way that the super, the way that DJRTP's engine builder had measured the valve lift they thought they were within spec turned out that they weren't in spec and there's nothing to suggest that uh, it, there was any there was any n- nasty intention about no no it. So, so certainly it, it, it was an inadvertent breach they, there was no power gain but there's also nothing to suggest that the the valve lift would have caused the overheating issue hmm. um, the overheating issue is is a, is a is an aside to all of that yeah the 35 thou on five cylinders yep isn't going to make a difference not correct it's just not so everybody jumped up and down and said, "How come the penalty wasn't issued at wasn't issued at uh, Surface Par- no at Surface Paradise? Paradise?" Well, that's because the engines hadn't been the reports hadn't been finalised. There was only a short turnaround. There was two weeks mm. between. There was two weeks from Bathurst to Surface Paradise, and then two weeks uh, to to Sandown for the the season the season of endurance. Um, so. Yeah, the, the other part of it is is that I mean everyone's sort of saying, "Well, why the hell wasn't he penalised for Bathurst?" Well, you can't. I mean, if you pen- if you only find out before Sandown, unless you've got a time machine, you can't change the Bathurst results, especially when the win was clean because that engine was passed. Yep. So in line with... I think it's an FIA policy. It is, it is an FIA rule. And in line with consistency, if your car is found to be ineligible before, and that can be anything from uh, using incorrect fuel... And a big hello to the guys and girls at Race Fuels, our new title sponsor. So if you're found to be ineligible, and it can be, you can be underweight. If your car comes in underweight and there's a minimum weight for your category and you're underweight, you are immediately uh, excluded. If there's an engine anomaly, if there's any sort of technical anomaly and it's discovered at the time, you are excluded from the session, whether that's qualifying a sprint race or the race. So the engine was fine for the race. That was torn down, found to be fine. The engine for qualifying wasn't, so he was stripped of his qualifying mm-hmm. lap, he yep. was stripped of his pole position. He was stripped of his armor um, big check. Yep, yeah, he had to he had to he's had that many big checks, they've actually opened a big bank somewhere in Stapleton near Brisbane. I don't think that's true. It is. Okay, fair enough. You, you need to watch more Will Ferrell movies. Mm. The reason they won't cash it is because you need to find a bigger bank for the big chip. Mm. So, um, yeah, he had, obviously went to the back of the field. Yep, went, went so... Which yeah, so, uh, we were where he joined Shane Van Gisbergen, who um, ran into uh, Anton billion miles an hour. Yes. Good on you, Bairdo. Yeah, no, but at least Bairdo put his hand up, which was really refreshing to see. What's really interesting, and we were having a look at uh, the artist formerly known as the Race Meeting Standing Regulations hmm. from Motorsport Australia just before the Warbster and I. Because we just have that much of a life. Well, we've got, we just, we live and breathe motorsport, and I live and breathe the rules and, and you know, and absorb every single we millimetre are, of it. We are motorsport. Oh, no, wait, someone else has already got us. Damn it. Oh, well. If only we'd been in earlier. Mm. Uh, everyone keeps talking about the penalty issued by Craig Baird. 
Uh, no, that's the penalty issued by David Stewart or Tim Schenken, the deputy race director slash race director, uh, respectively. Uh, Bairdo advises as driving standards advisor. He doesn't issue penalties. So the deputy race director will essentially, in conjunction with the uh, DSA, with Bairdo, so David Stewart and Craig Baird would look at the incident, they would review it, and they would then talk to the stewards and say, we are going to impose a penalty of thus. The stewards say, yes, we agree with your decision to impose that penalty. But, of course, yet again, media and social media said that Bairdo imposed the penalty. No, no, Bairdo made a mistake, uh, but Bairdo didn't impose the penalty. So just want to clarify that one. And um, going from accountability to complete lack of accountability, uh, the Richie Stalway debacle came to a head when he missed a signing session at Surfers and Gary Rogers sent him home on the Sunday morning. So um, do you want me to tell a story about Thursday? Oh, please do, yes. Yeah, no. I love your stories. So Thursday, I get to, get to surface early, never been there before. Thought I needed to have a look around the track, mm. so... Were you trying to get away from the strip clubs or towards them? Where are they? Oh, they're Cavill Avenue, so they're even further down. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. No, no, so nice. n- needed to have a look around the circuit. So, remarkably, and I'm so lucky that Spanner wasn't there, someone left the keys in the ECB Utes safety pace you oh beauty mate beauty so i don't know how i managed to do this and i don't even know if i should be admitting it on no one listens to this podcast anyway so i can't get in trouble for it so i took that so Ex- I took except, the, except for the people who are um, in charge of our great sponsor race fuels yeah they're the, only they people, they're the only people that listen so i i, I didn't steal it uh, but I managed to hop in the, the, the super utes, pace utes. You temporarily borrowed it. I did a couple of slow laps. Right. As I was leaving the pit lane, all of the teams were scheduled to do their track walks. So supercars had already done these. Um, I almost ran over Cam Hill and the Sonic boys because Porsches were already out. So supercars had already done their track walk. GT were out. I nearly, nearly ran over uh, Justin McMillan and Ange, the boys from M Motorsport. I, no, I didn't nearly run over anybody. I, I saw them. I saw them, okay? Because uh, I wasn't driving fast or anything silly like that. Who did I see cutting a lonely figure, walking up from turn four, pulling his little trolley case, but Richie Stanaway, hmm. at about 2.30, I reckon, Thursday afternoon? Yeah. More than two hours after the supercars track walk had taken place. Mm. And he was a very forlorn figure. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about Richie. He didn't... Uh, Gary binned him. That's, uh, that's pretty much it. There seemed to be a lot more going on than we knew, uh, and that became obvious when Richie retired from the sport at age 25. Warbster, is he a lost talent or a liability? Both. Right. Uh, had he been in the correct system? Hang on. Had he been in the correct situation? Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> and that's staying in. And that's staying in. Yeah, and so is my, so my messing around with the paper. You, you insist on a script. No. It does it help. does help. Until I derail a shit. <laughs> Go on. Let's try and get serious now. Oh, shut up. Yeah, Richie, Richie, I mean, he could have come in, he could have been great, but I just don't think he had the attitude for it. And I do wonder if... He's been a professional race driver since he was 15. Now, I've had a thing against sticking fetuses in race cars for a long time. And Richie's... So do I, mostly from a safety point of view, because if we can't race the Yeah, 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 okay. 
You're an asshole. Fucking good at it too. Yeah, right. Yeah, but to me, you stick young kids in there and they just don't know normality. Mm. Like you look at Max Verstappen, you look at Lewis Hamilton. Like these guys have no friggin' idea about the real world. Yeah. And I think that Richie just there's a maturity issue there. Well, and I'm sure I'm sure he's not a bad person. He just doesn't know any better. You've only got to look at this Instagram what, Instagram video. Yeah. Yeah, which he, he may have he may have been a little refreshed. He may have been a little refreshed, but that doesn't excuse what he did. Now, okay, he's a private person; he can say whatever he wants. But he's yeah. basically, for those of you who didn't see it, because it was pulled down, I think about no, twenty four hours after it went up. Mm. Uh, he's basically gone into the Facebook comments and started and, and started, started pasting people and, abs- and and absolutely spraying people, and to the point where someone would say a negative comment about him, so he'd go and. Uh, and Look was, at their was and, was, and was, was yeah, was making personal comments about their profile pic and, and yeah just just absolutely crazy. That's absolutely that's not crazy. that's not just the alcohol talking. That's a lack of maturity. And Richie, if you are in the unlikely situation, you are listening. We're not against you. We don't hate you. We wish you'd done well. We wish you were still in the series. But you have to be accountable for your actions sometimes. And if you are listening, dude, um, hit us up via the pages. Happy to ca- happy to uh, have you on as a guest uh, mm. at any stage. Yeah. Um, I'm doing some. I'll be I'll be at some events this year, and uh, don't know whether you'll be back over in Australia. But I'm happy to sit down and uh, and do an interview. And uh, if mm. you want to tell your story, man, you, mm. you know, there's only like 14 people that listen to us, but um, that's mm. okay. Mm. Right, Obster, the good, the meh, and the ugly for the last part of the season. The good, good. I'm gonna go with three. Yep, uh, Garth Tander. Yep. I think has to be. That, that co-drive. <laughs> Hello? Your love-hate relationship's turned to a love-love relationship, has it? No, no. Do you want me to say hello to Garth for no, you next no, time I see you? So... You sure? He's a good driver. That's all I'm going to say. He's um, not a bad bloke either. He was a smashing bloke. He used to buy his mother flowers and that. He was like a brother to me. Well, he loved me. I know that right much. Okay. 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 I'm going to say that Andre 3000 Heimgartner didn't get the a result that he really deserved, but he was pushing that Nissan well up the field, much further than it probably had any right being. And Kelly Racing re-signing him is probably the smartest move they've made in years. Yeah, and, and I think he'll potentially be in the uh, in the Mustang with some decent engineering yeah. and, a, and a focus on two cars, not puddling around with four. Yep. He'll be quicker than his boss. Oh, and, and, I'll, right. and I'll love seeing that. No, absolutely. And my third good has to be our page and our followers and our people because everyone was mature. Everyone was fantastic. The interaction was okay. People got a bit hated because of the red and blue thing. But in general, the conduct was absolutely what I want to see on social media. Speaking of red and blue, Mm -hmm. we were looking at the photos. uh, So just to timestamp it, it's... Mm. uh, uh, Red Bull Holden Racing Team released their new livery this morning and we were looking at the photos of the car earlier and I remarked that for a team that's supposed to be Team Red, it's got a hell of a lot of blue on it. Mm. And for a team that's supposed to be Team Blue, the DJI car has a hell of a lot of red on it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Remember when Ford ditched um, Triple Eight because there was too much red on their car? Yeah. 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 The irony. Oh, the irony. Imagine, imagine if... Ford hadn't ditched Triple Eight, and they were the premier Ford team. Hmm. Well, no, oh no, 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 no because no, 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 because there wouldn't be DJRTP. No, 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 no. You, who, who, who would? Who would no, no, Penske no, no. no. I think I think you've actually got this completely wrong. Have I? No, Ford would have found a way to fuck off about. 
years ago like I normally do. <laughs> Your good DSO for the end of last year in supercars. Oh, supercars? Mm. Oh, I was going to talk about motorsport in general. Oh, all right. I'll forget that. Good. Well, Jimmy Golding. Yeah? Okay. Jimmy Golding. Mm, um, I'll give him that. At one point in time, was actually a genuine chance to podium at Bathurst mm. if they hadn't had that little bit of bad luck. The, the, everything went well and he was driving really well. Um, mm. I'm really disappointed for him that he hasn't got a full-time gig this year. Yep, he's co-driving um, with Team 18 for yep. some unknown bloody reason. Yeah, no, um, but I think um, I think we'll see him in S5000 and we might see him in a TCR car. I think there's still some good links there to Gary. Mm-hmm. My other good, Scotty Mack. He's a good guy. Yeah. Scotty Max a good guy, much maligned by the social media haters. And I think the other good thing was uh, his recent test in the Indy car was it was a great reward for what for him what was a great season. Mm. Um, he, he finished the season strongly. He did really well. I had a lot of, got a lot of time for him. Um, he's he's always been a huge talent. I've really liked him since he was uh, giving it some jandle in the Volvo. Yep. And a third good. Oh. I don't know. Probably haven't got one. Um, meh? Meh. I'm going to go with the fact that Pukekohe went before Bathurst. Well, what a load of crap. The changes to the season of endurance was just bullshit. The fact that they started... <laughs> Thank you. The, the fact that they, That's my ugly. I'm, I'm going to skip meh. I, yeah, go. There's no, there's no meh. I'm going to go straight to ugly. The scheduling fuck around last year was absolutely ridiculous. Um, and they blamed the Rugby World Cup. Well, that's just a crock of shit. And also, the other ugly was the announcement at the end of last year that Sandown has lost, <laughs> funnily enough, my call to more than two years ago, Sandown has lost its endurance round to Tail and Bend. Yep. Uh, it will now be a sprint round mm. after yeah, the Tailum the Tailum the Tailum Bend five hundred will actually refer to how many spectators there will be at Tailum Bend. And even that's probably being a bit generous. No, I think it's the number of legs of mm. the spectators. Yes, yes. Including dogs. Mm. Mm. Um, you're ugly? Well, yeah, the Tail and Bend 500, I think, has to be up there. Mm. Ugly, social, got, social, got, social media is the default one here. I've, I've got a feeling I'm uh, going to be at the Tail and Bend 500 next, this year. That's good. You can count legs for us. Yeah, I mm. will. Yeah. And the other, the, the other, the other ugly has to be what happened between Chaz and uh, old mate at uh, the chase. Absolutely ridiculous. Cam Waters is old mate. The bloke whose name you can't think of. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here's here's the clip of it now. The Tickford cars have come together at the end of Conrad. A disaster. An absolute disaster for Moston. And Waters might get away with it, but this guy is over and out. Over and out for Moston. You can almost see that coming. Oh, my God. Both of them out. They're both buried in the sand. I do not believe it. Tim Edwards, Rod Nash, and the respective crews will be ropeable. So, Mr. J Award, commentary award for best performance. Go on. I'm going to give it to Mr. J. For his nice. commentary for his commentary during the uh, Bathurst coverage, he really bailed us out. So did the uh, podcast vocalist. Yes. And, um, the, and the sound engineer wasn't... Sound ta- engineer wasn't he, bad he, he wasn't, wasn't his normal petulant self. We were friggin' terrible. Yep. 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 The David Thexton Award for being bloody ordinary. Oh, look. I'd have to I, say, I, I, Ageless I, veteran. 
No, no, yeah, the angel, or the agents veteran was mm. was definitely bloody ordinary. I, I'd like to say the uh, the poll result on your page oh. was bloody. <laughs> I'd like to give you the David Thexton Award for being bloody ordinary because apparently, oh. uh, apparently, you were silly enough to run a poll. Which of the two hosts is your favourite? And would you like to share the results? You kicked my ass. <laughs> It was like, I think you got like 66% or something like that. And I still cannot believe I've got that many fake Facebook profiles to be able to boost the numbers of votes that much. That's it. That's it. I'm, I'm leaving. Screw you. So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags. champion should always buy fuel from a championship fuel supplier. They're in reserve. Jade, I'm not joking, you're not going to finish if you don't get the maximum. We're talking maximum minus 100. I don't think you can hear them. I'm sure there must be something wrong. No tomorrow, no tomorrow. With 2020 hindsight. Stay more fuel at this stage. We got, we're not going to make it. I need you maximum save. You've got two seconds to come behind. Maximum save, mate. We're not going to make it. Should have gone to race fuels. Inland. Hi, Bathurst, you're speaking with Karen. How can I help you today? Yeah, g'day, sweetheart. I'm wondering if you can help me with uh, hiring a machine. Sir, I am not your sweetheart. Now, who exactly am I speaking with? Oh, oh sorry, Karen. Oh, I didn't mean to upset you. Yeah, my name's Spanner. Hey, hey listen, these hire scissor lifts? Okay, Mr. Spanner, we have four different size scissor lifts available. What height do you need to reach and how long do you need to hire it for? Yeah, just, uh, just a couple of days, and can you just deliver it out to the track? Sorry, which track would that be? Oh, come on, sweetheart, the bloody racetrack. You're in Bathurst, aren't you? Now bloody panorama. Mr Spanner, once again, I'm not your sweetheart, and I would remind you to be careful with your manners. How high do you need the scissor lift to reach? Oh, sorry, sorry, Karen. Um, I guess it all depends on uh, what size tree he ends up in. So, for all your higher needs, call Karen and you land higher in Bathurst. But whatever you do, don't call her sweetheart, or she'll get you on the run. Welcome back to the Racing Cast, which is proudly brought to you for 2020 by Race Fuels. Championship Fuel Supply. 
And um, the only thing that's uh, been crushed more than my ego with that particular poll result mentioned by the DSO was the back of the Isuzu Ute tray when John Iafola fell into it. Hmm, at Sandown, in the Toyota 86. If you haven't seen that, you've been living under a rock. Yes. Mm. Anyway, back to supercars. After Newcastle came the Supercars Gala, the second most prestigious awards in Australian racing after the James Warburton Awards for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. Including best host. (laughs) Apart from the usual, oh, look at Tahan, drivers looking awkward in suits and semi-lit people making speeches, there were some surprises, Warpster. Uh, Yes, the Barry Sheen medalist was uh, Shane Van Gisbogen, Mm. for one. Uh, Although, considering his prowess on track and his alleged prowess off track, the gong makes total sense. Wow. You went there. I went there. Scotty Mack, meanwhile, okay. took out most popular driver. DJR Team Valve Lift, the team's championship. Tyler Everingham, the Mike Cable Young Gun Award. Erebus, best presented team. And the Gold Coast 600 took out best event. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. Presumably the jumpy trucks made all of the difference. Yeah, so did the fucking Utes, mate. <laughs> so, Warbster, TCR Australia wound up the final round being their second dip at the bend. Uh, with the Cupras, a Peugeot 308 joining the vast cornucopia of arse-draggers, and the Subarus returning under new management, it was almost like ARG are trying to embarrass the two-make series. Uh, yes, Milden Motorsport took over the uh, Subarus, mm. ahead of the Kelly Racing pulling out of the TCR arena completely yep. to focus on their Mustangs. Mm. And that little project. Yes, there is a bit of tr- uh, news around the TCR world, specifically the fact that Volkswagen Group has withdrawn from uh, factory support of TCR, with the exception of uh, Seat slash Cupra. Yep. So the Audis, Volkswagens, um, if there's a Skoda, I can't remember if there is. But no. Yeah, anything, anything from that neck of the woods is no longer going to be supported as new. Mm-hmm. Which means that the sign rider at MPC can stop having a heart attack, having to add logos every five minutes. Yes. Mm. Uh, couple. Um, the TCR race at the Grand Prix, the uh, Asia-Pacific Cup or something. I, if I mm. could be bothered going to look for what it's really properly named, I would, but mm. I don't. Uh, grids oversubscribed. Yep, that uh, wouldn't surprise me at uh, all. ARG and the Australian Grand Prix Corporation are currently working with Motorsport Australia to have a look at being able to increase the grid density. So they'll be having a look at mm. number of cars, classifications of cars, track lengths, etc., etc. I'm I'm tipping maybe forty. Possibly. Um, we'll we'll get certainly, to... certainly be more than twenty three or twenty four. Mm. Oh, we'll, there you, there we'll, you go. We'll get to twenty-three. There you go. We'll get to twenty-three or twenty-four a bit later. Well, we'll get to the um, TCR Australia twenty twenty um, evolution later on in the piece. But mm. uh, back to twenty nineteen. The final round was a bit of a dead rubber, given the drivers' championship was already out of reach, but gave us more insight of the same in terms of action. Uh, although no one from GRM was making a quick dash to Bunnings this time. No. Your thoughts on TCR? I think they've got a very bright future ahead of them. Yeah, I do too. It seems as though, uh, again, we're going to trip over the 2020 stuff a little bit. If you keep getting more cars and you keep getting more interest and there's a media deal there that's a bit better, you're only going to go up. 
And in racing, more likely to give you a funny feeling in your pants, S5000 backed up for the last two rounds of the Shannon's Nationals, with buckets of young and old talent rocking up to both races. Indeed. This is only the beginning, so field sizes could use some help, but what did we make of the opening chapters of the S5000 story? I think S5000 will give me, as a misty-eyed bogan old race fan, everything that I need it to, it will... It will give me Formula 5000 ground rumbling and just just the presence mm. and the oomph. But it will also give me back what I long for in open wheel racing that I miss uh, since Formula Brabham, Holden slash Schenken, depending on who was describing them, has gone. Like Formula 3 never did it for me. Yeah, they're quick. and they're, you know, There was just something about the... The, the Reynards ultimately um, you know Formula Formula Holden Formula Brabham was just a great category and I think S5000 is the, the modern it's going to be that modern car um, they're big they're an enormous car for what they are they're, they're huge they're quick they make all the right noises the big problem at the moment with the two rounds that they've run the disparity in performance was nothing to do with the cars, it was the drivers. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So you had this great spread of people that they wheeled, that ARG wheeled in to get them, mm. to get the bums in seats and get them running. I think they that was a toe-in-the-water marketing exercise. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Played beautifully on mm. their part, mm. um, created some great interest, got a good massive crowd at Sandown. I know you were out on the grid because I saw you mm-hmm. fanboying your ass off. Just a bit. Just a bit. And what they need now is they need uh, they need people to enter for the season. They need to lock it in. They you probably know. they probably need a more committed driver base as well because you've got guys like, well, I mean, Ricky Capo, who's been running open wheels all his career. Yep. John Martin, we know his pedigree. Yep. Jimmy um, Winslow. Jimmy Winslow. Uh, Matty uh, Brabs. Anton, to a certain extent. Yep. yep. Um, um, these guys... Some Brazilian bloke. Oh, uh, Ruben's... Robin Barry something yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. These, these guys have been running open wheels all their days but there isn't that many of these types of drivers in the country because everyone's filtered into touring cars do you know who'd be ideal in one Dan Ricardo. Well, only if he's Renault deal tips over mm, that's highly likely you spoke about him earlier mm. he's run home with his tail between his legs too oh yeah he's come, come back to Perth yeah. no no Oh, Richie Stanaway. Stanaway. Oh, Richie God. Stanaway yeah. would be perfect in one. You reckon? Yep. Uh, okay. Yeah, there's my DSO call. We mm. probably won't see him in one, mm. but there you go. He'd be good in one. He uh, would be good in one. So the other one that you picked up on. James Golding won the first feature race. Yes, he did. Which was the second, the second one was abandoned because of the very large crash, mm-hmm. which we don't need to go into. But... Um, Jimmy Golding was getting a bit of coaching from uh, from uh, from a little midget ex supercar driver. Uh, do we say who? The the bloke who's going to replace Russell Ingle as the new old bloke in mm. TCR this year. Gary's boy Elroy. Gary's boy Elroy Jetson. Yes. Now I'm going to pull I'm going to pull this one up without notice. Go on. Um, anyone realise how many F1 junior programs have drivers in Super Formula, which is Japanese open wheels? Uh, there's four or five. Yeah. Okay, over the years, and a good portion. I mean, the Red Bull uh, kid, Albon's been through there. Mm. I'm pretty sure. I mean, there's four or five guys who are now on the grid. Mm. Um, Stoffel Van Dorn was another one yep. who all went through Super Formula. Yep. Now, the reason they did that is because they can get some help 
from um, the locals in terms of Lexus and Honda in there to a big degree. Yep. Sorry, Toyota and Honda. It's not as expensive as Formula 2, mm-hmm. and it's arguably a better basis to work off of. Now, oh, what... Wait on, wait on. Before you go there, I'll throw you another parallel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Liam Lawson won the first race yesterday, first race of the new series yesterday. Mm-hmm. TRS. Toyota Racing Series. Toyota Racing yep. Series. Mm. So again, it's also used by all of the Formula 1 yeah. junior programs yes um in ultimately what is an f3 car mm. but with more but with more herbs with more horsepower more go and but the uh, point the point that i would make with s5000 is it seems like a class of about 500 ponies big tires bit of downforce and enough competition to push a kid without the expense of formula 2 which is off the scale, even if three's off the scale. Even Formula Formula Three is these yep. days. That would seem like a good place to place a young kid, if you were giving him like a little bit of a seasoning overseas type deal, or not in Europe. Are the Europeans going to run a kid, bring a kid out to Australia for six rounds? Who knows? They do for Super Formula. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're not that much further away than Japan. Really, probably another what five or six hours further out than Japan. But the cost base is going to be a hell of a lot lower because the Super Formula cars are actually pretty expensive. Yeah, like those three point four engines are not stock block. They are ex GT five hundred engines. Yep. They can be a very finicky thing. Yep. So I would have thought that S five thousand would be ideal. Now, for God's sake, can we link up with TRS oh. and revive the Tasman? Please, please. please. Ken Smith, are you listening? Mm. <laughs> we well, the problem is with T again. S five thousand is great, but should we have gone with and we've done this one already? But should should form should Cam's F four have been TRS? Yes, and I've been saying chassis, that for years. Yeah, chassis and I've been saying be, that for years because economy of scale is as you race them over there now in their mm. summer series and you bring them to Australia for the rest of the year. Mm. Here's a bloke that um, knows a fair bit about single seaters. So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags. So we were doing well, and the chassis forgot where the friggin' brake pedal was. So we slammed into cam harder than my dad hit the wall up top in 1986. Then he screwed up again at surfers. I'm not a point, really. The repairs weren't super cheap. Tim Edwards Valium, $2. DJRTP Bathurst Fine, $250,000. Blocking Holden Trolls, priceless. Bunnings makes the bargains better than my finishing record this year. Thanks, Jimmy Moffat. We're finishing the race isn't guaranteed. It's me, Phoebe and Coulthard, picking up another passenger in the 13 Feb's Mustang Supercar Taxi. Oh, hello there, Mr. Warpster. Where to, bro? Uh, Seven Studios in uh, Docklands, thanks, uh, Fabian. Okay, bro. Hey, uh, Fabs, I'm in a hurry, mate. Oh, sorry, bro. Uh, the water temperature just went up, bro. Hang on. I'm going to dash right out normal. Oh, yeah, I-, I just got a message on my phone. Uh, there's some debris on the road. I've got to drive slow. Why is that other Mustang Super Taxi doing normal speed? I don't know, bro. Fabian, do you remember how this went last time? It didn't go too well, bro. We ended up last. You might want to remind the team of that. 
Oh, okay, okay bro, did the gap speak enough, Neil? So there you go, folks. One, three fibs will get you there faster. Unless my team tells me not to go faster. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Welcome back to the Race Fuels sponsored racing cast where the Warbster was just fiddling with the mood lighting. That doesn't sound dodgy at all. No. Mm. No. Anyway, speaking of things that are a bit dodgy, uh, we haven't forgotten about the Utes. No. And we certainly haven't forgotten about these two blokes. Jesus built my car. It's a love affair. Mainly Jesus and my hot rod. Yeah. How the fucking hell did those two flogs get a fucking sponsor? Fuck me. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, g'day. I'm Spanner, and uh, and this is Nugget. Oh, what's up? Uh, uh, super use, mate. They're, they're on a roll. Fucking LS power. Scrody and I are up there at the Gold Coast. We went to the meeting, right? Yeah. We fucking brokered it. I personally fucking brokered the fucking deal. So, uh... How good is this, hey? Super Utes. Fucking get around them. They've got LS fucking power this year. Right. Have you heard? Yeah, I've heard. Yeah, yeah, I remember. No, have you heard the other story? Uh, what other story is that? There's some nuts and bolts around the deal. Now, I know a bloke who knows a bloke. Right. And I was at the meeting. Right. So, Supercars... It's not, cut... it's not that drongo who was hanging out with Macca the other week, was no, it? No, no, no. So, no, Supercars right. has cut them loose. Right. But the bloke from ECB, who gave me the keys... The black from ECB, right, he's keen to stay on board and the entrants have got to, like, run their own category and shit, I've been told. Right. So they're got only going to have, like, five rounds this year, not right. eight. Yeah. eight last yep. year. Yeah. Right. So, well, that'll bring the damage bill down. Yeah, it'll be, like, five-eighths. Mm. I'm fucking pretty good at maths. So... Yeah. Oh, I think I've actually got one of those here. Let me just check my spanner collection. But, um... Yeah, no, nice here, five-eighths. It's fucking well done. But... The deal is, they're only going to get a run on the supercar show if they guarantee minimum 15 utes every round. They've only had 15 utes once. Right. So... Well, we could, you, could offer, wanna, you could offer the, the Seamster a 9 sixteenths. No, it's 15 utes, mate, not 9 sixteenths. No, it's okay, 15 right, utes, right, right, yeah. right. Okay. So... I'm fucking still wrapped about it, right? Yep, yep. And, and we've got to fucking get a... We've got to stay around them, right? Me, you, fucking Scrody, everyone else out there, right? It's fucking super utes. Fucking get around them, right? Even though they're only going to be at five rounds, and they mightn't get to go to Bathurst, and I think their first round might be up Winton, so we might go to Winton yeah, again, yeah, yeah, take the dog and everything. Yeah, bring the Kelpie this year. Yep. Yep. Actually, I've got a question to ask you about Scrody. Yeah. Why does he keep talking about this thing called OnlyFans? Oh, don't you know about this OnlyFans? No, no, I don't know anything about it. You know the dog that we were going to take with us to Winton, but she'd stop racing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got a page on this OnlyFans thing. Right. And apparently you pay like a monthly subscription, Mm. and she puts photos up with her tits out, but they're not apparently properly out. Didn't, Didn't she already do that on Instagram? Well, yeah, but now apparently... In, she stopped posting photos on Instagram for free and, and dumb blokes pay money to, to watch her on uh, on this OnlyFans. I think you've got to do, do something about that. Oh, Scrody's mother will be friggin' furious if she finds out. I'll tell you right now, if Scrody's mother ever went through his phone, he'd be in all sorts of fucking shit. 
Listen, so um, <coughs> this, doing this voice is fucking killing me. <laughs> yeah, I know so, the feeling, mate. So, so uh, uh, I, I reckon uh, I reckon that's about it. So just remember, fucking super yous. Will's keep you updated on yeah. everything fucking super. In the meantime, yeah. 1-800-DRIVE-A-YOUT Australia. Fucking get around it. And uh, back to those fucking flogs in Podcast Central. Thanks, Banner. And um, well done for holding that voice for that long. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and in less ute-related matters, it's not National Racing Roundup because we've rounded the year up. Mm. No, we're not rounding anything up. That's what Kelpies do. And the other thing that we're not going to do is we're not going to talk about Monsanto because they're in more shit than a Werribee duck. What we're going to do instead is go to Social Media Watch. First thing you have to do is negate all the things that people could hurl against you as a form of abuse for, for, for being not intelligent enough to get this, to understand. And here we go with Social Media Watch, Somi Watch, our first one for the year. We're only, oh. we're only three weeks in and we're already up to our elbows in bullshit. Where do we start? Where do we start? Well, let's start with... Um, let's start with uh, the Dubbo Hill Climb. The, oh, yep, yep. So Supercars and Motorsport Australia have stepped up security, safety and incident response procedures after two spectators jumped the fence and entered the circuit at last year's Bathurst 12-hour. So those of you who uh, can be bothered remembering will remember that some bloke crashed a Porsche in practice. It caught fire at the back end of the chase, opposite, outside ridges. Yeah, uh, opposite where um, turn, the Mark Half nearly set fire to itself the year before. Yeah, turn, uh, turn 22 for those of you that know the corner numbers. And uh, there was uh, some... Uh, the, the response from the marshals... Was piss poor. No, it could have been better. Yeah. So, uh, blah, blah, blah. There's been uh, additional tyres installed, uh, new fence security fencing, better security. These changes were set up and put in place at the Bathurst 1000. They're going to be utilised again at the hill climb. Quote, from a Motorsport Australia point of view, we reviewed and upped the standard, even though it wasn't necessary. And a two-row tyre buffer has now been installed. Motorsport Australia CEO Eugene The Rock Araka confirmed to PointlessMotorRacingClickbait.com. Quote, we certainly felt whilst our responsibilities don't extend to the spectators in terms of getting access to the track, there were some learnings from that. We did speak to our marshals. We interviewed the marshals at the time it took, about the time it took to get there. We redeployed first intervention vehicles to a section of the track that gives them quicker access. Blah, blah, blah. So from a risk management point of view, the three things we looked at was the standard of marshalling, location of the FIV, which has now been adjusted accordingly, uh, and thirdly, some more protection protection at that particular space. Mm. A rocker added he would never condone spectators entering the circuit. We would always discourage spectators from taking any sort of intervention action at any event, he asserted. Now, when you say that he would um, not condone spectators entering the circuit, mm. would that explain why the numbers are down? <laughs> So that's not a Motorsport Australia issue. That's a supercar. Oh, issue. okay, right. Yes, right. Okay. That's 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 a Seamster issue. Mm. Right. Mm. Quote: There is no place for spectators intervening in fire rescue or other interventions on the track. Mm. Eugene, I could not agree with you more. 
And those of you that know me, you'll go, well, you're just pandering to Eugene, and I'm going to say right here and right now, no, I'm not. I've been there, I've done that, I've worn the overalls and the balaclava, I've put the fires out, and there is no place for people entering the track. Number one, you'll probably get yourself injured. Now, those two blokes last year were lucky they didn't. The shitstorm around this on the, when this uh, was put oh, on Facebook. Oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, the amount of... No, no, just this story the other day. Oh, the yeah. amount of people... Oh, well, you know, if if the blokes hadn't jumped the fence, the fucking car would have burnt down because because the fuel tank had ruptured. Really? It was a Porsche. It went backwards. Mm. It was an oil fire. Mm. Right? Fuel tank's in the front. Mm. Plus, what's your, what's your um, order of precedence again? And we've been through this. Mm. No, yourself. yourself the, uh, all your other the officials. officials the, driver, the driver. Then after that, it's just a car. Correct. Mm. Correct. So if the driver's out, and we probably need to have a little chat later about uh, the hot little barbecue at Tail and Bend last week too. Mm. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that later. So, Somi Watch Part 1. Good work on Bathurst City Council Motorsport Australia and uh, reviewing procedures. A big tick to all involved there. As per usual, big thumbs down from me to the fuckwits on social media who just want to throw shade. Which leads us beautifully to... Sean Seymour. Yes. Has come out. The Seamster. The Seamster has come out and the said... Seamstress. Told Matt Kosh, who's, who's a good reporter. He's very good. He does his job very, very well. But he has been forced to write a load of tripe about Sean Seymour believing that Team Sydney is tracking well following a meeting with Jonathan Webb. Now, hang on. Sean. Hang on, stop, stop, stop. I've got a question. Yeah? Did Jonathan Webb actually attend the meeting? Or did he send his five-year-old kid like he did at the driver, at the driver signings at Bathurst? That's a very good question. Hello everyone, this is the podcast DSO. Moving forward in time to look back a week. So isn't it amazing the difference a week makes where uh, last Sunday the Warbster and I were saying that Team Sydney was dead and buried because that was uh, where things were looking. But apparently in the last uh, few days, James Courtney has personally intervened to save Team Sydney and Techno. So still no sign of uh, Rod Salmon, a.k.a. Mr Fish. But uh, listen with interest to what we said a week ago, but have a look at uh, some motorsport media for something a little bit more accurate than what you're about to hear. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, he's basically, he's basically, Sean, if you have to tell everyone in the, in the media and therefore the greater supercars public that the team's tracking well, that tells me one thing. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's like, not. I read this stuff and again, I'm not throwing shade on Matt Kosh because Matt Kosh is just, you know, publishing what's given to him. But come on, really? You, you and I both know that's a load of shit. Did this um, did this news article on pointlessmotorracingclickbait.com come out after I threw some shade on... Team, no, I, I asked... No, sorry, I didn't throw shade. I objectively asked the question where the news about Team Sydney was a couple of uh, times it, on it, my page. It, it, prob- it definitely was, And, yes. hang on, and yes. then did mm. it come out after Auto Action, who have been the ones that have had all mm. of the great scoops on Team Sydney right mm. through, yeah. have basically said it's dead in the water? 
Is this yes, a, is this, yes, uh, that would be it. Yes, would, yes. would this be mm, would a this, bit of damage control? Would this be yes. the Seamstar using mm. poor old Matt Kosh as his vehicle over at point, Pointless Motor Racing Clickbait mm. in an attempt to refute the opposition media outlet who continue mm. to report what we believe to be you know what I think how it really is. You know what I think. Tell me. I think you've got the salmon on the hook, unlike Team Sydney. And you didn't even rehearse that one. <laughs> A big hi to uh, Rod Salmon, Mr. Mr. Roderick Salmon, uh, Mr. Fish. If you're out there, we're more. We would be more than happy to be known as the One World Charters Race Fuels Racing Insiders in Racing Insiders podcast. Believe me, there is always room for more than one naming right sponsor. Stop! Stop blowing the deal we've already got. Get on with it. Get on with it. Let's let's go to why we couldn't go on to the supercars page and explain to Mister Seamster why we think what he's saying is bullshit. I'd like to read for the benefit uh, of the three people yep. out there who haven't already seen it. No, no, for the three people that listen to our podcast. No, that too. Yeah. I will read in its entirety the brand new Virgin Australia Supercars Championship social media policy. Mm. This was published as an is, is effectively published as an open letter. Yes. Quote mm. To all Virgin Australia Supercars Championship fans, we would like to say thank you for your engagement using our social media platforms. Except for the bits where they're abusing the shit out of each other, but, which is the majority of the time. Stop. No. No? No. Let me finish. Okay. We are family friendly and have followers of all ages. Hang on, they're talking about the supercars stop. page. <laughs> Now nah, pick it apart, go on. <laughs> While we always... In- See, it's, it's just like having the sound engineer there for a minute. <laughs> oh, fuck you, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> While we always encourage your comments, interaction and feedback on social media, we will not tolerate offensive comments of any nature. Right, so that's 50% of them out. <laughs> we will monitor regular negative, offensive or inappropriate comments from an individual or group. They're going to have to hire like 50 people to go through all the comments. Yeah, it's okay. Mm, fair enough. They can offshore it. Oh, for sure, yeah. Ranjit can <laughs> stop worrying about trying to sell tyres at MRF and can get all his family a job. Mm, yep. Keep going. Okay. Keep going. We will delete comments that include offensive language, racial vilification, my apologies, Ranjit, <laughs> gender vilification, content, content of a sexual nature, a big apology to the Instagram fitness blogger. Content of a violent, threatening, or bullying nature. Warbster, I'm sorry if you felt um, bullied by the fact that I got two-thirds of the votes in the poll. External, external campaigns. They're going to delete comments that include external campaigns. What does that actually mean? Gee, it's a broad brush, isn't it? Yeah, that's the you thing. Know, you know All go, of this is a completely broad brush. You know when you go to Bunnings and you walk through the paint section mm. and like you find the really, really wide paintbrush you use for painting the weatherboards of your house? Well, I don't know. I never get past Jimmy Moffat, to be honest. But he's usually gone. there I filming it out. I shouldn't have gone there, should I? No, you shouldn't. And, and we will delete comments that include derogatory and defamatory comments directed at teams, drivers, supercar staff or officials, mm. affiliates, and other social media users. Right. So, this is a very broad brush, and it 
is a step in the right direction. I think the majority of people who have commented on that particular post um, were very much in favour of it because uh, supercars has sort of become like the um, Donald Trump rally of supercars commentary. So... Actually, that's an insult to Donald Trump rallies, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So a three-strike system has been implemented on our social me- on our social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Users who have comments removed three times by supercars staff will be warned initially, then blocked permanently from engaging on our social media channels. I think they wrote that wrongly. Can I go again with that? Yeah, you can do that. A three-strike system has been implemented on our social media platforms. Full stop, new sentence. Users who have comments removed three times by supercar staff will be warned initially, then blocked permanently from engaging on our social media channels. What I think they're trying to say is if if you get a strike, you'll be warned, and after your third one, you'll be blocked. The problem that I have with this, and uh, okay, fine, get rid of the extreme idiots, and mm. well, there's a ton of them out there. My problem is, is that it does uh, stifle potentially um, legitimate debate because they're gonna probably go too far, and they're gonna start whitewashing comments that are not necessarily ill-intentioned or just stupid, but are legitimate questions of what is going on. We thank you for your adherence to our social media policy so we can continue offering an engaging experience for our fans. Mm. So those of you, and there's about half a dozen of you in the last week or so that have been tagging me, uh, my tagging my Facebook profile uh, on Supercar's Facebook page, um, yeah, if you could stop doing that, that'd be great. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't go and look at Facebook as the podcast DSO, I go and have a look under one of my other 14 Facebook accounts that I use to rig the votes. But this should have happened years ago. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. The other one is, hopefully, their corporate media partner, pointlessmotorracingclickbait.com... Oh, hello. ...might, might be told mm. that they have to do the same thing. Now... Which means if, that... Hang on, no, no. Mm. Supercars last year, and yeah. Motorsport Australia as well... Mm-hmm have started to firm up rules around social media. Motorsport, CAM slash Motorsport Australia officials have had a social media policy for mm. Christ only knows way back when Mrs. Biscuit wrote it for them and it's brilliant and it, it's quite succinct and it covers it nicely. As a licensed Motorsport Australia official, I have to I have to comply with that even mm. when I'm being the podcast DSO, I have to comply with that and I do and I'm very, very aware of all of the nuances in it. I have to be to be able to do this podcast and to run my page. Which is why I say all the contentious shit. And I sometimes I shouting down on the contentious shit because I genuinely don't agree with it. If the drivers and supercars are firming up the way that people associated with the series and the sport have to behave on social media, it's only reasonable that the fans have some accountability as well. Absolutely. Long, long overdue. Absolutely. I do hope that they don't take it too far, but I'm almost given to the fact that they are going to take it too far. It's going to end up... They, they're not going to know where the line is until they've already gotten rid of a bunch of people who possibly didn't deserve it. See, all they need to do is potentially employ you and I to yeah, monitor yeah. because we've got a no dickheads policy on our pages. Yeah, and you are, in fact, the dickhead Social standards officer. Social media dickhead standards officer. Mm. Some some people out there think that DSO stands for Driving Standards Observer. Mm. I've got fucking no idea how to drive. I'm the worst driver on the face of the earth. I've never driven a race car in my but life. But he's very good at observing dickheads. I'm, dickheads, man, I'm all over them. <laughs> 
even on OnlyFans. <laughs> oh God, you had to go there. Yes, mm. that was the best five dollars US I've ever invested. It's the gift that just keeps giving. Oh, remind me that later to set a calendar notification in my phone to turn off the automatic subscription because she's not getting another cent out of me. Don't don't you want to pay? You know. No. Don't don't you want to pay forty dollars for a gynecologist pick? No. Oh, fair enough. No. I do. Five dollars is too much to be honest. Not at all. And as I posted yesterday uh, on the DSO page, if you want an air freshener for your car and you want to feel good about what you do and where you spend it, go over to Curb the Rage, mm-hmm. curbtherage.com.au, which is the Davy Reynolds initiative about right. road rage, uh, anti anti road rage campaign and initiative. Now that's a free uh, one, Dave. Where's our fucking shout out? <laughs> it's all right. I'll be seeing Dave soon enough. Don't worry about that. It's all right. At the moment, there's a special on. You can get. Three Curb the Rage uh, nice peppermint air fresheners to hang in your car for 10 bucks, or you can go over to the Pussy Wagon store and waste $10 on a air freshener with a picture of Renee Gracie's ass. You work out which one's better value. Good God, how do you get that in the mailbox? I'll tell you right now, I feel, so really sorry. I feel really sorry for the post he's trying to carry it on the back of his push bike. So we need to go safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags, safety car boards and flags. Will we preview 2020? Will Fabs pick up another fare? Will we talk about real motor racing? Will there possibly be an explanation of what the Dubbo Hill Climb is? Will the rest of the massive recording session we do be any good? Find out by listening to the thrilling conclusion of the Racing Cast episode 28. Part 2 is coming to your podcast feed very soon.